Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Boss Babes Club podcast. I am your host, Riley, and thank you for clicking on today's episode. So I had the last week off. I'm going to go into a little bit of a life update in a minute, which is just a little thing I like to do on the podcast these days. But I just wanted to start off by saying thank you for being patient. I needed that week off just to really collect my thoughts and get my shit together, really. And also I wanted to say thank you for all of the support on the last episode, which was with Keisha, which she talked about. I guess she opened up about a lot of personal things and personal struggles that she's dealt with in her past, as well as some things she touched on a little bit about things that she's going through currently as well. It meant a lot to me that she trusted in me and my platform and my community of Boss Babes to really open up and share her story because I think it was really, really important to talk about and sharing you know, our opinions on consent and things like that. I think it's really important to raise this awareness and to let other you know, male and females know that they're not alone if this kind of thing happens to them or this questioning of, you know, is this okay? Because I didn't, you know, I wasn't interested, but I did go to that person. I did go to their house and just being really clear with what is yes and what is no, because there's no real discussion. No means no. And only yes, yes means yes. And if yes turns into a no, then it becomes a no. So I hope that you all enjoyed listening to it. I know it was a little bit deeper and darker than some of my other episodes, but regardless, I think it's still something that's so very important to talk about because I think it's just nice to know that we're not alone and we've all, you know, it's as, as sad as it is, so many of us have experienced these kinds of things and I think it's just nice to know that we're a part of a community whether that is a community of pain and trauma, at least we're not going through it alone. So I really appreciate Keisha for coming on and sharing that. I know it wasn't the easiest thing to do and it really meant a lot to me to kind of have have that experience now that she's left. She's back in New Zealand. She's there safely. She's settling in. So I'm glad, happy for her. Uh, The sound was a little bit shoddy on last week's episode. I tried to fix it as best as I could, but I am not too technical with the editing. That's why I do handball it over to my boyfriend. But yeah, her house was essentially empty at that point on tiles. It was very hard for the sound to be as good as it is now. But still an amazing episode. I really appreciated it. Now let's get into today's. So I wanted to start off with a little bit of a life update. I don't know. I feel like it's just nice. I hope you guys enjoy me just kind of giving you the goss on what's going on with me. But I think it's just nice to kind of add a more personalized touch to it, I guess, because at the end of the day, I'm just a sound coming through your ears, really. It's just my voice that you can hear and not everyone maybe follows along online and on social media and I think it's just nice to kind of give me a bit of a personality so you know that I'm just like anyone else kind of going through my own challenges and day-to-day problems. So I guess what's going on with me at the moment is I'm feeling pretty good. I have been journaling a lot which has been so helpful because I feel like these last few weeks has just kind of been a massive roller coaster of so many emotions and so many things coming up for me and just really taking a step back and having a lot more time on my own to really think and to process and to evaluate and you know reflect on my life reflect on my choices reflect on my current relationships and you know Look at how do I feel after spending time with this person? Do I feel good? Do I feel bad? Do I feel down? Do I feel uplifted? Do I feel revived? Do I feel drained? It's a very key point of my life right now. I feel like I'm going through a very valuable few months. I hope it's just a few months of a lot of inner work and healing and, you know, inner and outer transformation where I am really assessing where I'm at versus where I want to be both with my, you know, healing and emotional journey as well as my life. 
But I think it's also really important that I not allow myself to get too bogged down with all of that because I also need to remember I'm freaking 24. Like I'm living literally at my peak. I'm never going to be this hot again. I may as well just go out and live my life and just have fun because I don't want to be 35 with three kids. Yes, we're having three, Connor. And be like, wow, I just wish I enjoyed my 20s more instead of being, you know, so worried about the future. So I don't know. I just can't sit still and I just can't do things that don't feel productive. So it's a bit of a inner turmoil. But I'm just going through the motions right now, but I do feel really good. And I kind of woke up today feeling really ready to smash the week and ready to go forth and conquer, if you will, and really just smash this week. So I'm feeling really motivated. I've had like a couple of weeks of just not feeling as motivated either, which is normal. I've done an episode on motivation versus discipline, and you can't rely on motivation because you just go through so many ebbs and flows. It's about disciplining yourself. So Yeah, I guess that's a couple of my focuses right now, just really solidifying my routine, getting back to what I need to do, not sweating the small stuff, and really just ensuring that the people that are in my corner are really have the best interests for me. So that's kind of where I'm at. But I guess let's go into what today's topic is all about. I think I really wanted to touch on situationships and figuring out if they're into you or not. You know, I am 24. I feel like I've got a few years of situationships and dating and relationships up my sleeve. And I feel like with age comes wisdom. And, you know, I've got friends that are a couple of years younger than me. And I'm sure that there's people that follow me and listen to the podcast that are a couple of years younger than me. Or if you're older than me, wherever you're at in your life, this doesn't really matter. But I want to pass off my wisdom and kind of the tips that I wish I had going into, you know, the dating scene and talking to boys and all of that kind of stuff and kind of pass on those tips and, you know, red flags and things that I picked up along the way that I think is so valuable. And I honestly wish I had this podcast, you know, when I was, you know, six years ago when I was kind of fresh 18 and going out and a lot of it does come down to, I believe, my own journey with self-love and knowing my worth and not feeling like I needed to rely on someone else to fill fill a void or thinking you know having such low expectations of men and relationships that I was just like oh you know if they call me pretty then they're such a nice guy and I'm gonna try and be with them and you know if they act like this I don't care I'm gonna keep you know or you know if they act this way it must be something that I'm doing wrong it can be really hard. And I have spoken to some of my single friends and just talking about dating and all of this, it's just really hard. So I feel like I can provide a list of like red flags, dating rules and ways to tell if they are into you or not, because it can be really hard. It can be really, really confusing. And I think it is really hard to be vulnerable and kind of put yourself out there and get to try and get to know someone and then, you know, get let down or it doesn't work out or, you know, the timing's not right or whatever. It can sometimes be a bit damaging to your confidence and your trust of ever meeting a decent person. And I know there would be times where I was like, if this falls through, then I'm getting 20 cats and I'm being single forever. And then, you know, I'd it would fall through and I would forget about that I even said that and I'd put myself right back into those situations. But It's all about that. That's exactly what it's all about. And it's all about, you know, figuring out what you do like and what you don't like. And I cannot say that not one, you know, situationship or one date that I went on and one relationship that I had prior to the one that I'm in now has not taught me something about myself or taught me about the kind of person that I would want to spend my life with. And I think I've said it before as well on the podcast, but I think I had to go through all of those frogs to find my prince and to actually give my prince the time of day because I think I was just so obsessed with like it being toxic and back and forth and up and down that when someone who was so chill and simple and kind and caring came along had I not have been in the sage stage that I was and not been through all that other stuff I would have been like no thank you you know what I mean I hope that makes sense (laughs) but 
I am going to put bring some of my own life experiences, some things that I've heard from friends or, you know, online, some common dating confusions. So we can waste less time on those P's of S's and keep your head up, held up high and trust that the right person is going to come to you when the timing is right. So before I get into this, let's just talk about what dating is like in 2021. Obviously, I don't know, but I did just speak to one of my single friends before getting on the podcast and we kind of discussed it. And I also have single friends, obviously, and I doubt it's much different to dating in 2020. But I guess you throw a pandemic in the mix, that does make things a little bit harder. But we're talking about this idea of how it's really bad to show emotion when you're dating in this day and age and how it's like you can't look like you're you care too much or you care too little and everyone's kind of thinking about oh I don't want to seem like the one that's too interested or the one that's too vulnerable or too attached and people just become so disconnected and emotionally unavailable it's very hard to even create a connection and I think you know even sleeping with someone It is literally an exchange of energies, as we kind of talked about in the last podcast. But how are you expected to have such an intimate, private moment with someone and then not get feelings or the other person's like, relax, you're freaking out on me or you're getting too much now. It's just so hard. And I just honestly thank the Lord that I don't have to deal with any of that because I've been there and it is confusing and you worry about, am I being too this or too that? And it just becomes like so fake and so shallow that it's it's so hard to even be able to create deep and meaningful connections with people. And, I, you know, it could be one of the reasons why the divorce rate goes up so much because do we really even get to know the people that we end up sharing a life with or do we just settle? So this afternoon I took to Instagram and I popped up a couple of polls about, I guess, general dating relationship questions. I think I was just curious to know how common some of these things are because, for example, have you ever been ghosted was one of the ones that I did. And as someone who's been ghosted, I know how gut-wrenching it can feel. And I think it's just nice to know how many people have also been through that. But it's also really disappointing to see the statistics. But I just thought this would be kind of something fun to look over and you know some of you listeners might have voted on these polls too so I think that's kind of fun to get you guys involved but the first one was have you been ghosted and 62% of people said yes and 38% said no so over 50% of people have been ghosted that's actually crazy then I said have you ghosted someone before yes or no And 67% of people said yes. Now, I think ghosting necessarily isn't always a bad thing. And I'm going to kind of explain what I mean by that because I've ghosted someone before. And basically what had happened is I think maybe I can't even remember if I'm being completely honest, but I think maybe what had happened was we'd either met through like started chatting through Instagram or maybe like Bumble or something. I don't know. I'd always download Bumble and then hate it after like two weeks. But so started speaking, started messaging. Then I think, you know, that changed to texting and we were texting, whatever. And I don't know. I just felt that he was very boring. I didn't feel like excited to chat to him. And I felt like it just kind of got to a point where I was kind of like, this is going nowhere and I'm bored and we haven't met up, I'm just not going to respond. And so I didn't. And so maybe that's ghosting. I guess that is kind of ghosting. But I think it's very different when you have been dating a person and actually spending time with them. You're talking all the time. You know, you're engaged with each other. You're going on dates. They're spending, they're sleeping over at your house. You're sleeping at theirs to then go to nothing. I think it's very different because I don't think that you really owe anyone you don't owe anyone an apology or an explanation if you just don't feel a spark and you just don't see it going anywhere and you don't intend on meeting up with them but when you're literally promising someone to like take them to South Africa (laughs) 
maybe you should let them know that they're not coming anymore. I don't know. I don't know. Can we talk about this? Can someone maybe message me if they think, is there, is it okay to go sometimes and not all the time? I don't know. I think that's my opinion, but I couldn't really give like an actual spot where I think the line is where it's yes or no okay. That makes sense. Okay. Being cheated on was the next one I asked. 62% of people said yes, they've been cheated on. That is crazy. And 38% no. So the exact same amount of people that have been cheated on have been ghosted. Okay, well, that's truly awful that that many people have been cheated on, 62%. I just feel like if this was conducted through like a, you know, a poll sent in the mail (laughs) by Carrier Pigeon, you know, 50 years ago, would the yes and no be the same? And do we think that cheating has become increased since people can see social media and we post a highlight reel of our relationships and it's so much easier to get away with cheating like we can. And maybe it comes down to what I was saying before. Like it's very, is it that people aren't building as strong connections because they don't, they feel like they can't connect to someone and be vulnerable in that way. So If they're not as connected to them then and someone else better comes along and they can slide in their DMs and they don't have to write them a letter, it makes things a lot easier. It makes it a lot easier to cheat. 27% of people said yes, that they have cheated themselves. So it's obviously a lot less than how many people have said they've been cheated on. But I actually think that's really ballsy and really quite amazing that people have actually been honest and voted yes, they have. Because we all make mistakes. It's not the end of the world. We survive. But, and I'm sure, you know, there's so many different reasons as to cheating. So not justifying it at all. I'm just saying. The next poll I asked was, have you ever been gaslighted by a partner? And 77% of people said yes versus 23% of people saying no. That's crazy. That's actually, that kind of blows my mind that that many people have said that they've been gaslighted by a partner. The next one is, have you ever stayed with someone after you've lost feelings? And 68% of people said yes. I don't know why. I don't know if this is common in men. I guess I don't have as many guy friends to ask, but I think it's a really common thing for girls to emotionally, girls, females, to emotionally check out of a relationship before actually ending it. And I know I've done that, especially because I'm someone who takes a while to really process things and I would never want to kind of action something that you know is not easy just to take back or if I just change my mind like it's not just that easy it's something you really don't want to happen you don't want to hurt that person's feelings by breaking up with them where you want to be wrong and you you're hoping that it's just a phase and these feelings will come back but I think it's quite common for people to do that and that's why a lot of the time you know some people do get into a relationship only a couple months after they've broken up with someone because for them it was over a long long time ago so, yeah, I'm not, not actually surprised by that statistic. 68% said yes. The next one is, have you ever had a friends with benefits situation? And 67% said yes. They're actually all quite the same numbers. 67% said yes and 33% said no. So some, quite a few of you, 67% to be exact, like a little friends with Benny's moment. Have you ever dated, hooked up with a friend's ex or crush? 65% of people said no and 35% people, 35% of people said yes. Again, very ballsy, very bold. I'm very appreciative of those people that were honest and said yes. Yes, I have. I'm trying to think if I have. Oh, let's not go there. Okay. The next one is, have you ever got back together with an ex? And 65% of people said yes. I would love to know if they're still with this ex or if is it more common for people to break up once and get back together and that's it? Or is it more common for people to break up, get back together and then break up again? Like, is it one of those things that you should have just taken the first breakup as a sign? Or do you think people can kind of grow and evolve if it's years or months on and kind of come back together? Okay, the next thing I said was, have you ever used a dating app? 71% of people said yes. I love that. I'm here for it. Swipe left, swipe right, whatever way it is 
I can't remember. Next thing is, have you ever met up with someone on a dating app? Because I kind of wanted to know, I feel like me personally, I would be more likely just to like go on Tinder for the attention because I just wanted boys to be like, oh my God, you're so beautiful. And then me never respond to them. (laughs) Please tell me I'm not the only one who feels that way. But I kind of wanted to know, is it a common thing for people to actually, you know, really vibe with someone and then meet them, meet up with them? But 58% of people said yes. So again, very ballsy. I hope you met in a public place and you texted your friend your location before. Okay, that's all for the polls. That was really, really interesting reading everyone's opinions. Everyone's, yeah, it was kind of cool looking at those statistics. Some of them were shocking. Some of them I understood. But if I can try and kind of incorporate Instagram polls or your stories and things like that into the podcast, I'd really love to because I'd love to hear from you. I am only one person. My opinion may be different to yours and I do welcome welcome your opinion, I guess, like in on Instagram, like I just don't really post my opinion about many things just because I can't be bothered arguing with people or people will fight to the death to prove that they're right. And I'm just not that bothered about it. Or I might sit on the fence about something. So I'm just like not as passionate and I just don't want to hear your opinion because I didn't ask for it. But this is the one time that I will open up the discussion <laughs> and I'll open it up to hearing your opinion. So definitely take advantage of it if you can. If you want to be in the next poll or, you know, part of the next podcast, you can go and follow me at Riley the Stallion, R-I-L-E-Y-T-H-Triple-E Stallion. I was talking to one of my girlfriends today and she was talking about how people put like, you know, their name and then the something like, you know, Tyler, the creator. Obviously that is an actual person, but I mean like people be like, and the great or something like that just as an example she's like I can't believe people do that like I just think it's so silly and I was like I'm the stallion what are you trying to say bitch and she was like yeah but you've earned it (laughs) and I was like yeah that's so true I really have okay (laughs) enough about this let's get into the podcast so I wanted to start off by talking about situationships What do I mean by that? The definition is a romantic or sexual relationship that is not considered to be formal or established. And I think about back to my past life before I met the most amazing man on the planet. And there were moments where I think I made excuses to myself and to, you know, my friends and family that would ask, you know, what happened to that person as to why it didn't turn into something more. And I've heard my friends do it too. Like, oh, you know, he just didn't want to make his ex upset that he was with someone new. Or, oh, we just like are really, really happy with how things are and we just don't want to rush anything. And maybe these things are true. I'm not going to sit here. And I really want to, I guess, clarify this really early on before people are like, well, I did this and it worked out. So I don't know what you're talking about. Not that I really ever receive any feedback like that, but just to be sure, because I'm never here to try and say, you know, what I say is final and no one else can disagree with me. And I'm not saying that everything I say here is going to apply to every single situation. There are people that probably never define their relationship as this is my boyfriend or this is my girlfriend or this is my whoever. But I think, yeah, it's definitely not going to apply to everyone, but I think it's very situational. Situationships are very situational. But yeah, don't get too upset. Don't get your knickers in a nut if I go against what's happened in your life. I'm very happy for you if it worked out. But I'm talking about the general consensus on these. But I was thinking back to people that I dated in the past, which is very, very hard for me because I'm very happy with where I am. But obviously, it's for research purposes. But thinking of, yeah, these situationships that I'd gotten into where I was seeing someone, I was being, you know, being essentially their girlfriend. I wasn't talking to anyone else. I was, you know, spending heaps of time together and it never actually becoming that, you know, I want you to be my girlfriend. I want people to know that you're my girlfriend or, you know, vice versa. And it actually go to that next stage. I think for me, I look at the person that I was at the time when I was going through this and, you know, you like that person and you really want it to work out. And I think at that stage of, not really having gone through such a self-love journey that I have now and being really content on my own. I think just someone giving me attention and someone being nice to me, I kind of wanted to ignore all of the signs or, you know, really fight for something and make them like me and make them fall in love with me 
simply because I just wanted someone. And so I would ignore the signs. And it's very easy when you do like someone, you've got your rose-colored glasses on and you're kind of willing to ignore those things, especially if you really, really do like them. And I think I look back now that I'm a little bit older and a little bit more wiser and aware, and I realize how obvious some of these signs were. But when you like them again, like you might not see that. You might not see these really obvious things. And it, and especially if you're very early on in the stages of dating, it might all be new and exciting to you and you may not pick up on these things. And I just want to be here as your big sister just to be like, no, honey, that's not a good idea or that's not him being nice or whatever. So that's what we're going to be going into today. But I think this weird idea of a situationship where you're basically together, but you just don't want to put a name on it or you don't want it to progress to that point doesn't really make sense to me. And perhaps it works for people. Perhaps it makes sense to some of you. And I understand that. But I just think if it's just in my mind, I think it's we're either having fun and we know it's casual and we know it's not going to be going anywhere. We know that there's no strings attached or there's you investing your time and energy into someone because you want to spend time with them long term to me I just don't see it as oh we're just having fun but we're not speaking to anyone else we spend every night together we text all the time it's just like if you want it to be fun then just let it be fun kind of thing because then I think when you have that kind of connotation of being basically together that comes with a lot of stuff too where you may argue, you may disagree, you may get upset when they do something or they speak to you a certain way or whatever. But if it just if it then becomes too complicated, then it is it it's not fun, but then it's not a relationship. And it's this really hard line of figuring out, okay, well can I be upset when they do this? Or oh they just liked this girl's post. Why am I caring? kind of thing. Or, you know, does this mean I can still talk to people or am I loyal to him? It's becomes very, very con- confusing and you get stuck in this relationship limbo where you don't really know where you stand and that can become a little bit hurtful too I think because I just think if they wanted to they would and that's pretty much the basis of this whole entire episode and maybe that's what I'll end up calling it but I just think If it's been more than six months and you still find yourself giving someone the perks of being in a relationship but still finding yourself caught in this limbo, then it's probably never going to happen. And that's just probably because they don't see you as that, it progressing to that with you. And that's not a reflection of you as a person, but it's just that you may just not be right. He may just, you know, he or she or they may just not be ready for that. But you are going to exhaust yourself and hurt yourself and waste your own time fighting for something that is just never going to happen. Okay, so one of the hardest yet most valuable lesson I ever had to learn when I was on the dating scene, and it probably sums up everything so easily in a nice little sentence, but it's if you're confused or you're questioning if they like you, they don't. I can really finally attest to this when I got into the relationship that I'm in now with my boyfriend. I have never once questioned how he felt about me I've also never questioned if I can trust him or not he's never made me doubt that but when someone sees you and they like they sorry they like you and they see potential with you they will make it known they will make it clear because you won't have to question it when someone likes you you know that they like you and if you're confused or you're unsure or you're feeling like you have to question them, or you're writing into you know a podcast, or you're DMing a friend, or you're you know having to get others' opinions. If you are confused or they're making you question it, they don't like you. And if they do like you, you deserve better because you do not deserve to be in a relationship or with someone that makes you question their feelings for you. And that's just full stop. If someone likes you, they will make it known. And it is really quite as simple as that. And I think that this is honestly just like a motto that you have to live by if you are in the dating scene or you're getting to know someone. If It's different as well. Again, I'm going to have to, I feel like I need to kind of do a little follow-up after everything I say. But if you are an anxious attachment style person and you could literally be married to someone and still questioning like, do you love me? 
then that's obviously a little bit of a different story. But especially in the talking stage and if you're hanging out with them and you're going on dates, you will know if they like you because the energy will be reciprocated. You won't feel like, oh, okay, I'm sitting here and we had a really nice time last night, but they haven't messaged me today and they didn't message me last night. You'll know because you'll go on a really nice date with them. You'll get home. You'll get a text from them being like, I had such a lovely time. I hope you got home safely or something like that. You will know. Once I kind of learned that, and I can't remember at what point I heard that or what what point I was told that, but it's always stuck with me. And it's always the advice that I give to people whenever I'm, you know, chatting to a friend about a guy that they're seeing or whatever, but you will never have to question it if it's right and that they're, they like you. And I don't know how many other times I can say this. I feel like I'm repeating myself. But once I knew that and I had that in the back of my mind, as soon as I was like, oh, now I don't know, I was like, no, cut it. We're done because I'm just not dealing with it. Let's get that all into our brains, okay? Let's really process that and write it on a freaking sticky note and stick it on our mirror so we can can remember every single day. Sis, if they want to, they would. If you were questioning it, they don't like you. Another thing I really had to learn, and this is another really valuable lesson that probably sounds like common sense, but I think sometimes we forget, is that they are showing you exactly who they are. I don't know what it is, but I feel like when girls get together, especially, again, talking from a female's point of view who has a lot of female friends, could be with men, I doubt it. But when girls get together and we start bringing up our relationship problems or we start talking about something confusing that the guy that we are talking to did, we all try and make each other feel better by like justifying it or coming up with a reason as to why this totally bad behavior makes sense. So don't try and figure out what their actions means. It's it's literally just us and our friends trying to justify their actions. And I personally just feel like it just makes things way more confusing in the end. Stop justifying their bad behavior by being like, they're just playing hard to get to make yourself feel better. Or, you know what? I think it's just because like his ex was like really needy all the time. So I think he's just learned to not respond as much. And I feel like some of us are going to be so triggered because I'm even triggered just coming up with this because we have said this so many times. I think it's just because he's like really busy and he doesn't even really like social media. So I think when I see that he's active online, but hasn't sent me a message or hasn't viewed my story, I think it's just because he just jumps on and he like just checks his crypto and then he just checks like how the footy score is going. But it's just because he's at work. So after all that, like he probably just doesn't have time to text me back, right? Wrong. (laughs) Me saying it now, it probably sounds so stupid, but I genuinely think that I've probably said that in my time, in my lifetime. And I could slap myself for it, but I won't because we all do this and it's okay. But as soon as I kind of got that into my head that they are showing me exactly who they are and I shouldn't try and question it when they are literally like, hello, this is me. I'm an asshole. And we're like, no, but he just like, he's just got a bad relationship with his mom. No, no, honey. They are showing you. Put on your glasses. (laughs) Give them a clean. He's showing you. And what's he showing you? He's showing you he's just not in energy or he doesn't see this going anywhere. So if they're taking forever to respond, they could be busy or they just don't want to talk to you and they wish you'd get the hint. If they haven't asked to see you in person, it's because they don't want to. If they don't reply to you, it's because they don't want to. (laughs) I know that this is very, very easy for me to say and it probably sounds very humorous the way that I'm saying it, but I do understand that that's actually quite hurtful and it's very easy for us to turn that on ourselves and question why but it's just because he's just not that into you and he's just not the right person. It's a hard pill to swallow. I get it. But once you swallow that pill, like it makes you feel so much better because you just know. And it was just like, okay, you're showing me you're a narcissist by the way you're acting. So no, no, narc. I'm not interested. Jog on. So it just made life a lot easier for me. And once I stopped feeding into this idea of figuring out what the game was and just literally be like, that's what your action is. I'm taking your action for gospel and I don't like it. And it just made that process of getting to know someone so much easier because I was just like, nope, sorry. And that is not, I just want to really clarify if people are sitting there being like, yeah, but how did you get to meet someone? Hello, sis. I'm in a very happy relationship with someone who was obsessed with me for five years. I didn't settle. And his actions were like, hey, I like you. 
and I know how good I've got it. I'm going to treat you with respect. And I did the exact same back. And it was actually really quite that easy. And it was so smooth and so easy. And I did make this as a point to talk about, but I ended up getting rid of it. But it should never feel like you're on different planes or you're on different time zones or, you know, you're going to have issues. You're going to have, it may not be this perfect, just fairy tale beginning or ending, but you may have things, you know, going on in your lives or be falling apart. Everything else, I feel like, is that dyslexia when your sentences are just backwards? But everything could be falling apart in your own personal life, but that person should just add to your life so perfectly and just fit in and not feel like you need to change your life around or flip your world upside down just to be able to feel like you're together. It should just be this really easy thing where it's just like, oh, yes, that's so good. I know they say like love is hard and like love hurts, but like I don't think it should. In my opinion, I don't think love should hurt. I think love should be beautiful and special. I don't know. Am I getting, I was like really like harsh and like bad bitch two seconds ago. And now I'm all like, oh my God, love is beautiful. Okay. Now on to touch on red flags. I know Casey and I kind of like jokingly talked about red flags in our last podcast together. And they were very specific to, I guess, little inside jokes. So if you didn't understand them, like, oh, um, he's an NBA player. I don't understand. You don't need to. I'm going to save you the time. Just don't date them. But anyway, red flags. I'm going to call this story the weasel. <laughs> now, the reason why I called this, I can't explain, but basically this was a red flag in this situation because I started to talk to this guy and date this guy. We went on dates, we hung out, you know, we were staying at each other's house and all of this, and it got very serious from the jump. Now, while this can be really exciting and be really cool and like, oh my God, like he's obsessed with me and this is so great. I feel like this can be a red flag because I feel like as soon as they can turn on those really heavy feelings, they can turn them off. And I got ghosted from this guy. I've talked about my ghosting story before. I'm sure you can find a podcast back in the day for me talking about this. But I just felt like that's such a red flag for me now that if I meet someone and straight away they're like, I want to take you to South Africa and I want to introduce you to my family. And you know what? I, I really think that I'd love to get married at this spot. Again, at the time, you want this to work and you see that potential and you see this as something that's always really interested. But I just think when it's so heavy from the jump and he hasn't even learnt my middle name yet, he couldn't even tell me what my eye colour was. <laughs> I think that's a red flag because I think it's very, very heavy. And I almost feel like those are the kind of people that they don't care who you are or what you do or anything they just want someone. So they'll just see if it works and see if it's reciprocated. And if it's not, and if they get like a bit of a weird vibe, then they ghost. And it's funny because this person has dated someone that I know and the exact same thing happened to her. So that just goes to show it was not me. It was not that I was, you know, his beautiful South African princess. It was that he did this with everyone. And when he got bored or when, you know, something else better came along or it got a bit hard. He was just like, peace, <laughs> moved on to the next one. The next one I'm going to call, the next red flag, I'm going to call the FIFO worker. <laughs> I feel like so many people are going to relate to this. I'm just laughing because I'm just like, think this is so funny, just thinking back to this like awful time. I feel like this is very common because I've heard of other people dealing with this as well. And perhaps it's not specific to FIFO, but I've just found it is. But it's the guy who, when he's away at work and he's up north, you know, covered in dirt, surrounded by men he'll chat to you and he wants to know how your day's going and maybe even like call and facetime and he's like oh my god like I can't wait to see you when you get back when I get back like you know work so hard being away from you blah 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 and then he gets home and do you hear from him do you see him no you don't or it falls short or it's this oh sorry like me and the boys have decided to go here and oh, yeah, I want to, but like my mom said I needed to like take my socks off the line. And it's literally a red flag because he is quite literally just using you to keep him busy while he's away at work. And I guarantee, like I can't even think of any other way out of that or what another reason might be. 
because why would he stop the contact and avoid seeing you when he's away? That should be the best time of his life. He actually gets to go through with all the promises that he made to you. This sounds like I also want to just be really clear. Like these things haven't like left me in a pile of my own tears, by the way. I can laugh about this because I just think it's funny. Like looking back at the time I was like, oh my God, I found the one. (laughs) Yeah, the one who's going to be covered in red flags doll. Okay, another one is I think it's really important to take note of how they talk about their ex or how they talk about their mother. And these are really important for two different things because I think we've all heard the, oh, yeah, my ex was crazy. My ex was crazy. Okay, but why? I guarantee that based on the person that you're with and how they treat you in that relationship determines your level of crazy. Because I'm crazy now, but I'm crazy in like a joking way and I'm crazy in like a, I'm literally going to wrap my legs around you three times that you can't leave because I want you to stay and not like tracking their location because you think that they're cheating on you kind of crazy. So take note of how they talk about their ex because I guarantee if they say my ex is crazy, he made her crazy, okay? And how they talk about their mother because their mother is literally the first woman in their life. It is the person that brought them into this world. And I have spoken to guys before or heard of my friends speaking to guys before that like call their mum names or talk down about their mum or you hear them talking to their mum on the phone and they're quite rude. And to me, that's a bit of a red flag because I just think like you should really respect a woman, especially the one that came into your life, like brought you into this world, you ungrateful piece of poo. As an example, I feel like I had a partner who wouldn't talk to his mum very nicely and his mum would do literally everything for him, like, you know, cook for him and clean for him and do his washing. And I just think he spoke very down to his mother. He never appreciated the things he did. He just, you know, expected that she did all of these things and would just be like, wash this for me. You never do this. It was a red flag because I remembered when we would speak about, you know, having a future together and having children and things like that, he expected me to do all of it. And I even remember thinking like, this man is actually not going to appreciate the fact that I will literally be holding a child in my stomach, not my stomach, but you know what I mean, in me for nine months and then birth it out of a freaking tiny hole with possible you know, lifelong effects to that region. (laughs) I'm trying to think of the nicest way to say this. My mum listens to this podcast. But, you know, how can he not appreciate? I just remember thinking he will not even see how much of a sacrifice that has been and how much of a gift this is. And we would talk about, you know, uh, I was like, well, I would like to get back to work soon after having a baby and he was like no you would need at least two years off um and I said okay well you know if I do have this time off and the baby's crying in the middle of the night would we take turns in getting up and he was like well I would be working and you wouldn't so you would need to get up and I'm just like oh makes me feel sick now thinking of that kind of narrow-minded man man thoughts of me not only recovering from the most intense surgeries you could ever go through and probably top three most painful, but not only that, but to spend 24 hours caring for this child and being at home by myself, not able to go anywhere and looking at this blob that just poos and cries, but that isn't work. Like I just think that that is just so misogynistic and disgusting and I'm so glad I'm not with that person anymore but that is a red flag because he just expected women to care for him and do all the work and him going and doing a freaking nine-to-five job every day doing nothing sitting in a tunnel on his phone playing Candy Crush as an example was good enough no excuse you try keeping a human in this a freaking watermelon sized human in you for nine months and then we'll talk Okay, I'm just really passionate about this only because I don't want any of my gals or my guys, for that matter, going through this kind of stuff. 
know the red flags is all I'm trying to say. Another one is if they talk about other girls that they've hooked up with or dated or this one. Oh my God. I'm just out of a relationship. Okay. If you're out of a relationship, why are you dating me then? If it's still an issue that you need to bring it up and use it as an excuse constantly, then why are you dating me? I also think when a guy really likes you and wants to impress you and wants you to know that like he only has eyes for you, it's very unlikely that he's going to bring up girls that he's dated or hooked up with. I think it's good to talk about exes. I know me and my partner have definitely spoken about our exes, but not in like a, oh yeah, so like my ex Sally, we were like really, really good together. I was so in love with her. Um, She's really pretty. This is a photo of her. I still follow her on Instagram. It was like, yeah, so I had this relationship and it was this and we went through this and it taught me this kind of thing. I think that's just like very disrespectful. And I don't think if you really like, like, I just don't think, I mean, I'm talking about my freaking exes and my boyfriend's going to edit this. I guess I should really <laughs> look in the mirror, <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like if this is for educational purposes, this is to share my wisdom onto other people. This is not because I'm like hung up on any of this. If anything, this is just reminding me of how lucky I am to have gotten here. <laughs> but yeah, I just think it's very disrespectful. And I think if a guy is genuinely caring about you and wants to impress you and wants to make you feel really good and like, you know, you're, he's only got eyes for you, I don't think they should be bringing up previous people especially previous previous people that like they just hooked up with or like went on a date with okay possessive behavior I've been a victim to I guess falling for this or feeling like it was really cute at one point and but it's definitely a red flag because I think at the start when they're like oh like who are you talking to or like oh probably talking to other boys or like oh so like your friend um your friend Sam, like, is that a girl or is that a boy? Like these kinds of questions or, oh, like, you know, I don't want you to go and like hang out with your friends. Like, you know, they're going to talk so much shit about me and stuff like that. Ew. I don't need your possessive behavior. You need to be secure on your own because I'm secure, bitch. So take your negative toxic attitude elsewhere. I don't need it. But I've been privy to talking to a guy and him saying these things and it feeling really like oh my god he's protective of me oh my god he's obsessed with me and maybe he is but he's probably obsessed with you in a very toxic way and it can become a very very toxic and aggressive an example I had an ex who was very very possessive who I actually this is quite sad but one of my bestest friends who I've known for literally half my life had a birthday and I was planning on going and I was planning on bringing my partner and halfway there we got into an argument because he was basically accusing me of having feelings for this guy even though he had a girlfriend and I knew the girlfriend he's now engaged to this girl and I was no longer allowed to go to this party and we turned around and went home and I had to say that it was because my car broke down and I was very sorry and this is just the kind of I guess indoctrinating that comes with being in such a tumultuous toxic relationship but I would also have to send a snapchat to prove that I was at uni because he believed that I was talking to other boys or hooking up with other people And another thing about this, when it is this kind of jealous, possessive behavior, it's generally like a projection of probably what they're feeling guilty about because I found every time someone is like that, I've usually found out that they're doing the wrong thing anyway. Something to think about because I can guarantee that my boyfriend now has never, ever, ever been like, Ooh, like who, like what's, what's the story with this guy? Like send me a photo to prove that you're hit there. Because if he did that to me would show a red flag that he's actually doing the wrong thing. So I think there's two red flags with one point of possessive behavior, because if they're acting quite jealous and controlling or feeling like you have something to hide and they're trying to figure out what that is, 
it's genu- genuinely probably generally I always get genuinely and generally confused it's generally a projection of their own guilt that they're holding for something and it can also be extremely toxic but I understand at the start it can be like oh my god he just like wants to know where I am and it's just like no it, it's very immature I think to have a lot of jealousy in a relationship I think really mature long-term lasting relationships should more be about trust and open communication and I think as well when you become older like it's very very common for you to have friends of any gender and that be okay All right, another thing I wanted to talk about is sleeping with someone because I think that this is like something, there's something weird about this where I feel like people are like, they think that they have this perfect formula of how to act when it comes to, you know, dating someone and when you should sleep with them, etc. It's like fifth date plus then act hard to get after equals forever after. And it's just not the case because at the end of the day, whether you sleep with someone on the first date or the 10th date, it does not matter. And I genuinely mean that because people have slept together on the first date. Oh, I was listening to a podcast. I really wish I could remember who it was. And she was like, I slept with my husband on the first date and we're still together. It happens. And there's also people that, you know, wait until the 10th date and they sleep with them and they get ghosted. It really does not determine how that person's going to feel about you, nor does it determine the future of that relationship. So, If you want to sleep with someone on the first date, sleep with them. If you want to hold off because you want to protect your own energy and you don't know if you like them, then hold off. It really should just be about when you feel like the time is right for both of you, not because you feel like when you do it will determine the the series of events that, that follow after. And I read this thing, or maybe I heard it on a podcast that guys, this is maybe not be true, but I just heard this and I just thought I'd pop it in, but Apparently when a guy meets a girl, in their mind, they put them in a certain box straight away from the get-go. It's either like, cool, I see you as a friend, you're going in the friend box. I just see you as like a casual hookup, you're going in that box. Or I see you as a possible, you know, wifey material and that you get put in that box. So you're already in a box. So whether you sleep with them on the first date, whether you sleep with them on the third date, whether you never sleep with them at all, there's probably a good chance that they've already made their mind up about them. And I'm sure girls, I'm speaking to girls because I'm sure that they're the majority of people listening. But I'm sure when you meet a guy, you either are like, okay, hot, I just want to sleep with him and that's it. Or I just see you as a friend or, you know, oh my God, this guy is so handsome and beautiful. I'm going to make him my husband. And, you know, those boxes you may change throughout the journey. But I'm sure if he slept with you on the first date, you're not going to be like, Ugh, yuck. This guy that I thought was going to be my husband just slept with me on the first date. Like, sis, come on. It is not going to determine how that other person feels because I'm sure it doesn't determine how you feel. So don't stress about that too much. There is not some special formula. There's not some people are like, wait 12 weeks or wait eight weeks. Whatever, it should only be a decision that is based on your feelings and what you want to do because I do think that you know sleeping with someone is an exchange of energy like I kind of said at the start it is an exchange of energy it is a very intimate moment with someone and I feel like personally for me I would only really like to have that moment with someone who I trust and who I feel obviously comfortable with I mean looking at last week's episode I never want any of you to be put in that position where you're taken advantage of not that's your fault at all but I never want you to Be with someone that you don't know because you just don't know what's going to happen. And I would much rather you be so comfortable and feel so safe with that person. But if you want to sleep with them on the first date, sleep with them on the first date. We've all been there. We've all done it. It's all good. So before I wrap up today's episode, I wanted to touch on some smaller dot points of things that I just wanted to add to he's just not that into you. One of them, my God, ladies and gents. If they are only coming over at night and they don't take you on dates, they don't want to, you know, treat you, they don't want to see you during the day, he's just not that into you. If they don't ask you questions to get to know you, they're just not that into you. 
They avoid making plans. They could be also catfishing, (laughs) but they might just not be into you. I think when someone wants to see you and they really want to get to know you and they really like you as a person, no one is like, oh, I really like them, but I just don't like hanging out with them in person. That's whack. No one's going to say that. If they're not actively trying to make plans, they're not just, they're just not that into you. And I think, you know, it should be a here and there kind of thing. Perhaps they kind of feel like, oh, balls in their court. Like I, I asked last time, I'm not sure if they're, you know, keen. I'm going to leave it up to them. Put yourself out there. Hey, you want to go to pizza? I could go for pizza. I'm literally starving right now. But you know what I mean? Fair enough if they're const- if you're con- like, fair enough if they've constantly made all of the plans since day dot. And they might just be like, well, she never asked me if she wants, like, if I want to do anything. So I'm just going to leave it because she doesn't seem that into me. Prove it. Prove that you are into them. Hey, I want to get pizza with you. And I want to invite Riley because she's starving. Uh, actions speak louder than words. Oh my God. Okay. This kind of goes on from what I was saying before, but never take anything they say literally unless their actions say the same because fuck boys and fuck girls. I don't know. Not being with one myself, but I swear they say what we think we want to hear. And it's just BS. And until their actions prove exactly what they're saying is true, then I literally, it always goes in one ear and out the other for me. And that's another really great thing that I've taken from dating and being on the dating scene and having friends that are dating, that rather than just being confused with their messages and being like, oh, but like he said he really wants to hang out with me, but he hasn't actually taken me on a date yet. Literally just pretend he's mute. (laughs) Literally don't listen to anything that he says. Actions will show how he feels. And his actions, as I said before, like take what he is showing you as the truth. Don't try and figure out what this underlying mean, what what game he's trying to play or what the underlying meaning is. He's just not that into you. If it all feels too hard, it probably is. I kind of touched on this before as well, but if it just feels like it's really hard to be on the same wavelength and be in the same time zone and do what you want to do with each other, if it all becomes too hard, it's probably because it is. And it's probably because one of them is one of you is making it too hard. Don't waste your time. Don't look for someone to fill a void. That's another one. Really important. Don't just settle because you're trying to fill a void. When you break up with someone, I think it's so important. Again, if you haven't checked out or you haven't done your own inner work, I think it's I think there's so much value in having time on your own. Um uh, but don't look for someone to kind of fill a void if, you know, you just miss, I just miss like the, you know, spending, sleeping in the same bed with someone, cuddling someone. Don't just waste someone's time and hurt someone's feelings just to fill that void. Another one I learned recently is become the person you'd want to date, which I think is really important. You know, I want someone who's trustworthy. I want someone who is compassionate. I want someone who's good at communication. Okay, work on that first so that when that person comes along, One, you know exactly who it is that you'd want to come into your life and you're not willing to settle for anything less. But also, like, you are already at that level and that right person is going to come along because if you are negative and you're toxic and you're lazy and you say, oh, I really just want someone who is energetic and positive and passionate and really, you know, healthy and whatever, how do you expect that person to come in when you are not that person? Become the person that you'd want to date. Also makes you a lot more desirable. You become more confident. And that's going to stand out to someone. Don't ever become the person you think that they want. And oh my God, I've been. I've been this person before when I'm like, they're like, yeah, you know, I just like a girl that's really chill and like can just hang out with the boys and go drinking every weekend. And you're like, okay, I can be that. Pass the cruises, please. And then it doesn't actually really align with who you are. And then, you know, you get into a relationship because you were exactly what he wanted. And you go out every weekend drinking and then you've got him and you become less, you know, less trying to impress him and you become more frustrated. And you're like, why do you go out every weekend? And he's like, babe, you said that's what you wanted to do. I'm so confused. Ends up, the truth ends up coming out. And a lot of the time when that's happened, I felt really stupid because I'm like, yeah, true. I pretended to be someone that I wasn't and no wonder they don't like me anymore now that I'm being myself. 
I don't really like me either. No, I'm joking. But you deserve someone who loves you for exactly who you are. And you deserve to show others, like the people that are coming into your life, they deserve to see you for exactly who you are. So before I close up today's episode, I kind of wanted just to leave you all with a little reminder because I feel like a lot of this could be quite confronting and you might be sitting here being like, wow, (laughs) Riley just ruined my life. I just want to remind you, (laughs) finally, never settle. And you're never going to meet someone who ticks every single one of your boxes. And that doesn't mean that you're settling, but I mean that, I think what I mean by that is that the right person is never going to be handed to you in the exact wrapping paper that you expected, but never settle for less than you deserve to be treated. Very different when you look at it like that. No one's perfect. And you could write down your perfect man on paper down to this freaking shoe size and that person's not going to come to you. He may just look different or he might just be from a different place or not have the same amount of tattoos as you wanted or not drive the same car or have the ideal job that you wanted or whatever it is. But that doesn't mean that you're settling. But it's important to never settle for less than you deserve. And I think for so long I had such low expectations of men and that's why I allowed them to walk all over me and I allowed them to treat me the way that I was treated and I allowed myself to be put in these relationships. I chose to be in those relationships. It takes two to tango. But in saying that, I didn't think that I was going to get any better. I didn't think that there was any better and I didn't think that I was worthy of anything better. And you are. You do deserve someone who treats you like a queen and there are men out there that will tick all of those boxes. Like I said, they might not be ideally what you expected. And I feel like in my case especially, what I expected ended up being more than I expected and everything that I needed. But you deserve to be treated with respect. You deserve to be loved. You deserve to feel secure, feel like you can trust your partner, have open communication, feel heard, feel validated, feel understood. You deserve all that you need in a partner and you do not need to fight for something that is not meant for you and the right person will come along when you need them to and when the time is right, once you've done the work that you need to. And I guarantee that. I think it's so important to do your own inner work and be content being on your own before you can truly allow someone to come into your life because they should only add to your life. They should never complete it or bring you happiness. They should just simply add to your life because you never know what's going to happen. You don't want to put your whole heart and soul and happiness and meaning of life into someone else because you aren't them. You're you. And I think it's really important to have a really healthy, valuable relationship to be really two content people by yourselves. And when you come together, it's like fireworks and it's amazing. And you can uplift each other, uplift each other, and you can give when that person can't give on some days. And relationships do require work. It's not always easy. Are you willing to put in that work for a relationship? If not, enjoy your single time. I keep telling my single friends, like now is the time for you to be so selfish. So don't worry should I, oh, I feel bad for not going on a date with that guy or I feel bad for this or, you know, maybe I should just date because I feel like that's what I'm meant to do. If you don't want to date anyone, don't date anyone. Now is the time where you get to be 110% completely selfish and for yourself. Protect your energy. It is yours and only yours now. Why give your time and energy to someone that you don't feel sure about? Relationships don't equal happiness. Another really great point to not think that, oh, when I get into a relationship, I'm going to be happy or to look at relationships and be like, wow, I want that because they look so happy because you don't know what's really going on in their relationship. 
and timing is everything. Again, I think so many things that have happened to me have shaped me and taught me the lessons to be so happy with the person that I am today and be in such a happy relationship. And when the timing is right, the right person will walk in when you need them. And the wrong person will walk in at when the timing is right and when you need them because you maybe haven't learned that lesson yet or you may not have ended that pattern, that continuous pattern that's you, you continue to repeat until you learn that lesson. So yeah, it is not dark and dreary. There are amazing men and women out there and dating should be fun. I think it's meant to be a little bit confusing. I think it's meant to give you the tools that you need to find someone that you want to spend the rest of your life with. And if you don't want to spend your rest, the rest of your life with someone, that's fine too. I hope that I have given you some wise advice and you feel like a much more boss bitch ready to take on this dating scene. No tricks are up anyone's sleeves. You know them all now. <laughs> I really hope that you enjoyed today's episode. If you did, please let me know. I spend a lot of time and energy devoting to this podcast and I it is not my job. I don't gain any money from it or anything. So just what really brings me joy is hearing that it meant something to you or that you listened to it and you liked it. Share it with your friends, share it with your family, share it with your boyfriend, your girlfriend, your dog, your cat. Share it on your socials. That would be amazing. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for listening to today's episode. As always, you can follow me at Riley the Stallion. I will leave it in the show notes. You can also go and follow the Boss Babes Club podcast on Instagram. I'm on TikTok, Riley Ingles, R-A-L-E-Y-I-N-G-I-L-I-N-G-L-I-S-S. Why do I always struggle to spell my last name? I don't know why. If you would like to leave a rating and review, that would be amazing. Rate it five stars. If you want to rate it anything less, then don't bother. um but yeah as always i'm here if you need to chat always slide into my dms always open to your feedback or something you'd like me to do a future podcast on and i will see you all in my next one bye